0: All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's The 13th of December, and uh, <clears throat> I'm still getting over the flu. Sunday was three weeks. Uh, it's been a really <clears throat> tough, uh, tough thing to get over. <clears throat> if you've had it, I apologize for coughing so much, but there's still some rumbling and rattling going on inside of my lung, my left lung, so <clears throat> I'm trying to get it up. But I wanted to uh, talk more about the rapture and the tribulation and what the Bible says. And what I think um, I think what's going to happen. Um, I always take the you know what's happening and what's happening around the world in, in the United States, and how the banking industry is beginning to change. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, and I don't remember if I mentioned it in my previous podcast, but uh, the, uh, I think, I think it's, uh, let me me look it up here on my computer real quick, but I believe Wells Fargo, um, um, and another, let's see, they call it crypto, cryptocurrency, see yeah um now they're embracing it I see there it is JP Morgan uh Morgan Stanley Goldman Sachs um they're moving towards a cryptocurrency and I'd also seen where Wells Fargo was another one and they're doing this uh they're doing this as a sort of a I guess it's uh A trial maybe I don't know I'm not really sure Um, I remember years ago a friend of mine told me he said well I just don't think that you know we're we are within you know more than a hundred years of the rapture and this was this was probably oh gosh in the last 10 years and I said well what makes you say that and he's a very smart guy so I respect his opinion but I think he was wrong here he basically said that um, he, he didn't believe that the rapture could occur uh, because when the rapture occurs, the Antichrist comes on the scene. And uh, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, there has to be a single currency and a way to, um, you know, in, um, I guess enforce it. And he said that, you know, not all companies have the ability to even take your credit card or your debit card. It's been a while. I said, "Well, that's true. That's true." So, you know, I try not to argue with people when they have a uh, when they have a, a definite, you know, belief about something. I just say, "Okay, sure." Because I've found that if you try to argue with people, um, you're not going to change their mind. You you'll rarely change someone's mind. They have to come to that decision themselves. You can offer the truth, but. Uh, arguing just doesn't really work at any rate time of course pressed on as it always does and um i remember the first time i walked into a dollar tree and uh, they were taking debit card and i thought wow that's that's amazing um and then i noticed that dollar general was taking them now i know that's probably not a rule of thumb But if you are from America or you know about America, Dollar General stores are little stores that, they're the only store, actually I'll tell you this, they're the only store in the world that competes with Walmart, which tells you something. I live in the north part of Florida, uh, which is real rural, a lot of of woods, a lot of trees. You know, we are, we're probably an hour from the beach, uh, either side, the Gulf or the Atlantic Ocean, <clears throat> and uh, near city to us is about an hour, probably an hour and well, probably an hour away. Yeah, um, it's Jacksonville, Florida, and um, that's to the east. And then Tallahassee, Florida, is probably an hour and fifteen minutes away, hour and twenty, maybe thirty if you do the speed limit. So they, we're surrounded by big cities, but we're in the country, and in the country. Um, we have a saying around here, you can't sling a dead cat without hitting a Dollar Tree store or a a, a Dollar General. And uh, it's so true. They'll put a Dollar General up just about anywhere. Um, I can think right off the top of my head right now, I can count one, two, three, four, um, five, six. Six Dollar Generals just off the top of my head, just thinking. And there's probably more than that. Um, there, may be, there may be even more uh, in our county that I'm not even aware of, but they, they, seven, there's, that's another one I just thought about. They throw them up everywhere. Now, I know that doesn't mean a whole lot, but when you talk in terms of economy and Dollar General is the only one competing with Walmart, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know what their stock is uh, running at today let's check it out let's see what their stock is just to kind of give you an idea dollar general stock price let's see wow 243 dollars a share that's not bad now let's look at uh, walmart walmart walmart's only a 147 dollars the other one was 240 something that's Dollar General. Let's look at let's look at Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. theirs is one forty four. theirs is right about the, uh, the same place as uh, as Walmart. So the point I'm trying to make is this: the stock price at Dollar General is two hundred forty something dollars. Everybody else is one hundred and forty something. Dollar General throws them throws a store up they'll have it ready and built in no time. I just thought of another one, that's number eight. Um, And they'll have it built, and ready, and stocked. And depending on where the area is, um, they'll have, sometimes they'll have fruits and vegetables, they'll have potatoes and onions, and they'll have a small uh, section of uh, meats, okay? They are competing directly with Walmart. More Americans, visit a Dollar General, then do Walmart. The average American, I believe, enters a Dollar General, I think, three to four times a week when Walmart is probably just once a week. So Walmart is really China Mart, but they're, they're directly competing with Walmart and they're doing well. So when I walked into a Dollar General and they not only took my debit card, because I'm, I'll tell you people, um, I'm old school, and, uh, but I have embraced the, the cashless system and I use my credit card for everything. And then I transfer money from my bank at the end of the month to pay my credit card. So it's really bizarre when I think, when well, I walk in here and I see this automatic checkout counter because most of these Dollar Generals, they build them in the poor sections of town. They're not stupid they know who their population is and so a lot of the people when I'm in the Dollar General don't have a credit card they don't have a debit card. These are mostly minorities or you know the marginalized citizens of our of our county. they're poor basically and they have a mindset of you know they don't trust banks and so they keep a lot of money um, on themselves. in fact I think the statistic, is for every dollar that a white American has in the bank, a black American has a quarter. So they don't they don't trust banks. It's not that they don't have the money, they just don't trust banks. Now a lot of times they don't have the money too, but this just goes to show their mindset. <clears throat> and so what we have is we have Dollar General and Dollar Tree. And I say they're the low they're the low end. They're the lowest end on the market share, economy speaking, uh, economics wise, um, on the totem pole. Okay, so when when I think about, do we have the infrastructure for the Antichrist to come in and set up a single monetary system that can be accessed throughout the whole world? Now, obviously, I'm speaking from a perspective of America. I mean, we're talking about first world countries, those who have the infrastructure to uh, enact something like this or maintain something like this. We have it and other countries have it. I don't, you know, I've I've only been to a few other countries and it's been a long time ago, but I'm sure with technology the way it is today, other countries are no different than our country. Now, obviously, you know, there are third world countries, you know, like maybe India or um, some of the African nations, some, you know, maybe some in the, in the Baltics or, you know, um, over in the uh, Czech Republic, somewhere over there. I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to diminish them. That's not a, my attempt to diminish them as an as a economic um, powerhouse or not. It's just simply saying. This is my observation and so I look back on what my friend said and he said we weren't prepared for that well I believe we are so I say all that and I've gone around my 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 heel to get to my thumb so to speak and so I say all that to say this we are prepared we have everything ready for the Antichrist to step on the scene. Now, some people, you know, they say, well, you know, who is the Antichrist? Who is who is the Antichrist? Well, I think the Antichrist spirit has always been here because Satan's here. But I believe we've had type and shadow Antichrist throughout the ages. Uh, Nero, um, Pharaoh, um, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini. Um, these are people that were, were sort of waiting you know the Antichrist is he's, he doesn't know when God is going to send Jesus back to get us or when that rapture happens okay Antichrist doesn't know I mean the, the devil doesn't know that Satan Lucifer whatever you want to call him he does not know that he has no knowledge of that at all. so therefore he has to always have someone in the wings waiting it's kind of like a vice president you know <clears throat> of the United States. to me that's the greatest job in the world because nobody wants to kill you. You don't have to make any real decisions yet you make a lot of money and you get to do a lot of things and you live this life of of a superstar you know for four years maybe eight years and then if you get elected you got another eight years so you, you could literally do that for 16 years you know except of course you'd be the president for the um eight years but at any rate we have a vice president and the only reason we have a vice president is because our constitution says we have to because if something were to happen to the president, which we know, we've had presidents shot and killed, McKinley, um, uh, Roosevelt, I mean, McKenzie, um, uh, Lincoln, uh, JFK, um, not McKenzie, McKinley, McKinley. Um, And then of course, you know, Roosevelt died in office. Anyway, so there has to be someone to take over because we, 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 We put a lot of emphasis on the President of the United States because it's one of our three branches of government. And so we put that on them, Uh, we basically have them, uh, you know, at standby in case anything were to happen. Because we don't want anything to happen, but if something were to happen, we would need them to step in immediately and be able to say, okay, we've got this, nothing's going to change. You know, um, we we can still run the executive branch of the government without any problems, even though we have Congress, we have the House, and we have the um, you know the the Senate and all that. It just basically says everything's going to be okay. We we've, we've got it. But now, think about it this way: if if say for instance, um, you know the, the president were not killed, then all, then really all that's going to happen is that in four years or however long the president's in office, four to eight years, the uh, vice president is going to do something else. He or she will just, you know, at the end of the term, they're gone, they're done. But in the case of JFK, we had Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ they called him. And uh, as soon as Kennedy was shot, you know, LBJ became the president. They swore him in on Air Force One on the tarmac, because that's how quickly they needed someone to take over. He was there. He was ready. He was waiting to take over. Okay, so you're, you're probably asking yourself, well, okay, where are you going with this? And and I will tell you, I'm going here. Hitler was in the wings. He was waiting. He was like a vice president. He was a very active vice president, so to speak, in terms of what he did. Um, Mussolini, um, Pharaoh. Pharaoh was ready. He could have done it. But you see, all these men might have been capable and ready to accept the spirit of Satan, to be inhabited by Satan, to become the Antichrist, which we know is just replacement Christ. But was the world ready? Were we economically ready? Because, see, that's how the Antichrist is going to rule. He's going to rule by money by power and if you can't go and buy food for your family then your family's going to starve to death or you're going to have to steal or you're going to have to shoot and kill animals and eat them how long are you going to do that what if they don't allow you to have a gun which i'm guaranteeing they're not going to the antichrist is going to take guns away it's going to take everything away from everybody See, you don't want to be challenged by anyone who wakes up and realizes that he's a bad guy so the world was not ready Today, the world is ready. Today, the world is ready for the Antichrist. And you might be saying, well, what makes it different today than it was when Pharaoh was around? Technology, one thing. And Israel had not been a nation. Remember what the, what the prophet said there, that this, um, this, this, these people will, be, will become a nation in one day everybody was like, well, that's just not possible. There's just no way that'll happen. And damned if Israel didn't become a nation in one day. May the 14th, 1948. They declared that they were a state, a sovereign state, sovereign nation. Now, shortly after that, Egypt and Syria and whatever the other countries were I can't think of them right now all came against them surrounded Israel Jordan I believe was one of them came after Israel to kill them they didn't want them they they thought they shouldn't exist and so it said also that those who see this nation become a nation in other words this generation that sees Israel become a nation shall not pass away until the great coming of the Lord Now, a lot of people get this confused. The first coming was when Jesus came as a baby. The second coming of Jesus is going to be when we come back with him because he's not coming down to get us in the rapture. Okay, he's not coming to the earth. We're going to meet him up there, wherever that is. So that's not considered second coming. So the second coming has to be at the end of the seven-year period. Okay, because the Bible speaks of the first three-and-a-half years and then the second three and a half. And then he talks about the seven bowls and the seven trumpets and the the seven seals and all these things that happen brings a calamity upon this earth. So each time he does that, he's trying to get Israel's attention because the tribulation has often been referred to as Jacob's troubles. Some people say Jacob's trials. Uh, Either way, it's referring to the nation of Israel who has turned their back on God. See, Jesus came to, to to the nation of Israel before they were a nation. He came to the people, the Hebrew people, uh, the modern-day Israelites, and he preached to them. They rejected him. So when they rejected him, okay, he said, Now take this to the Gentiles, or as the Jews will say, the Guayims. And he says, Take this to the Gentiles. Take my message to the Gentiles. We are the wild olive branch that's spoken of that is grafted into the tree, okay? So Jesus said, you know what? I'm gonna put this on the back burner dealing with these people, the Jews. But I'm gonna come back and deal with them. I'm gonna come back and deal with them. And when I deal with them, it's gonna be during the tribulation. And so, because Jews have rejected Jesus, Jesus wants them to know that he is the disciple. Because remember, he said, I will not... I will not come back until I hear you on the mountain, stand on the mountain and cry, you are, you are know, the Lord. We believe in you, Jesus Christ, basically. And I'm summarizing. But the Jews are gonna to have to come under persecution. So this is what I believe is gonna happen. I believe we are on the very wisp of the air of the breath of God of, of leaving. And when I say leaving, I'm, I'm talking about the rapture. If you believe in Christ, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, if you believe that He was the only begotten Son of, Jesus, of God and that He came to this earth and died for us, then you will be taken in the rapture. Now, I'm going to go into that in a little while. So this is what I believe. I believe the rapture is imminent. I mean, it's always been imminent. Let me, let me rephrase that. I believe the rapture is coming soon. Um, I think that uh, we've, if you've noticed in the in the news, if you've kept up with it, all these FTX uh, cryptocurrency people are dying. These are multi-billionaires. They're dying. One died in the helicopter crash. One drowned. The other one died, I think, from a complication of uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, another one. Uh, it's like of them. Anyway, they just captured the uh, the boy, the young boy, uh, fried from the Bahamas. Uh, he is supposed to speak before a commission in Congress. <clears throat> I find it very interesting that they they got him the day before he's supposed to speak. Now, my guess is that cryptocurrency. We know for a fact that he funneled millions and millions and millions of dollars to the Democratic Party and to Democratic leaders. (laughs) He also funneled money to the FTC. Um, Anyway, he was basically paying a bunch of people off. Now, thousands of people lost a lot of money to this guy because they invested in his FTX, him and the other guys. But he became the fall guy because I think he's young and stupid. He doesn't know any better. But they're going to they're gonna tie up that loose end just like they killed all the other guys with the cryptocurrency. Now, you can say they died in a car accident. You can say they died in a helicopter accident. You can say they drowned. Um, but I believe there's a connection between this, the uh, Epstein Island, the, the child um, and sex slavery that's going on that nobody wants to talk about because there's so many people involved in it that are high up in government and that are... Um, Rich and powerful, either movie stars or just rich and powerful people. This is going on in America. In fact, uh, the number one place for sex trade, sex, uh, I guess, sex slavery, believe it or not, is Atlanta, Georgia. I, uh, I find that so incredibly. I always thought it would be New York City or uh, LA, you know, maybe even Chicago. But not Atlanta, Georgia, which is really just, it's very sad on so many levels. But at any rate, I believe that the um, May the 14th, back to the timeline, if you want to know when the rapture's going to happen, and I may be wrong, but this is what I believe, if that generation shall not pass away, you may say to yourself, well, how long is a generation? Well, the Bible will tell you if you look at it, if you believe the Bible, it says eighty. It says, um, 70 years is a generation, 70 years, but 10 if they be of strength. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the heck is that saying? What is did, what did he saying if they may be of strength? Well, what he's referring to is that he, he, there's going to be a strength given to them. To them who? To the nation of Israel. So because he's saying, this generation shall not pass that sees the great and coming uh, return of the Lord. He means pass. He means die. Okay, so this generation that sees it, I can give you an, an idea. Benjamin Netanyahu was born in 1948. He was born in Israel in 1948. So if you say, okay, well, what, what is a, what's a generation? Well, let's do the math. Let's do the math. All right, so you've got you got 1948, okay, 1948, and then 2022. Let's do the math and figure out, you know, uh, what's going on with that. Let's see if we can find a little calculator here, so I don't want to get it wrong. I'm terrible at math. 2022, you might be doing the math with me, minus 1,948. That's 74 years. Now, 74, but we said a generation is 70, right? So, hmm, that's interesting. But he said if there be strength. So we'd say 80. So 74 from 80 is how much? Six? Let's see. That's interesting because if this generation isn't going to pass away, May 14th, 2023. Let's see. years, so May the 14th, 2023, is going to be Israel's 75th anniversary. Now you might be saying to yourself, "Well, that makes no sense because how do you get the how do you get the the, the the 12 in there or the six in there?" I'm sorry. So let's just say 2023 May 14th. Let's say that's the cutoff date. Let's just say that you know. generation should not pass away but that's 75 years so we've still got to add seven years to that so if that's the case you have 75 years already so a generation could last 80 if they have strength so that's only five years so how do you get seven out of that but let's just say it happens in 2023 then we know there's seven years So we add that to it. So it's gonna be 2029 of the second coming, if the math is correct. If I'm right, I could be wrong. But what if we said 80 years, because remember we said 80 this generation should not pass to the great and coming. So 2029 and 2023, Let's see, how many years is that? 2029 minus 2023. That's six years. So there's a year missing in there. So maybe it's 2024. So maybe he's coming in 2024, which means he'd have to come anytime between now and May the 14th. Now, my opinion, and I could be wrong my opinion is I think I think he's coming next year he could come now for for what it's worth but I believe he's coming next year and uh, I think the the idea that uh, we're not ready for it is not necessarily true now you might be saying to yourself well who do you think the Antichrist is well there's only one man that I know of could step into the role of the Antichrist, that would really fit the bill. And uh, because it says that he'll be, he'll be Jewish, or he'll be able to appeal to the Jews and to the Muslim, who better to do that than a man whose mom was a Jew and whose father was a Muslim? It talks about him having you know, wool, wool hair. Well, I can only think of one person who still has enough political moxie that he could step into that role. And uh, I believe that person to be Barack Obama right now. I believe he is the stand-in for the possible return of, of, of um, or the, the rapture, I should say. I think that he could definitely step in and, and calm the fears of the people. now gone 29 minutes so I'll probably make another one and I'm talking about what's going to go on during the tribulation so I'm going to end it right there and um, we'll have another episode thanks for listening